Hello, good day, uh, welcome, hello, thank you, thank you, hello, <laughs> this is Aiden Jones, you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 29th of March, 2022, um, to all the new listeners, hello, welcome, I mean, maybe, alright, where do, where, where do I want to start with this, first of all, uh, if you're listening, and this is one of your first times listening to the podcast, hello, thank you. Um, last week was the most downloads in the first week that I've ever had, except for maybe an episode like three years ago where I aired out some fucking spicy Melbourne comedy gossip. (laughs) And fucking heaps of people listened to that. But, um, in terms of getting listeners through, through my own merit, Last week, man, 130 fucking, let's have a look, how many listeners are we on for last week? It was like 135 in the first week, like, that's sick, man, I never get that, I'm getting, I'm sitting pretty consistently on like 50 to 6, like, honestly, 54 is still the most relevant number, 134 last week, so, um, and I know exactly why, it was because last week, my episode of Days Like These came out, the ABC podcast, big ups to Elizabeth Coolis, the fucking, the shining light in a dying world, Elizabeth Coolis, um, for interviewing me, for picking me for that podcast, being a great interviewer and putting the whole thing together and her whole team there. Thank you, the ABC podcast association. Um, just fucking sick, man. Really cool to see that people are listening to it. I got a lovely message from someone. They interviewed me about my biological dad, that whole thing. Everyone's fucking sick of that now. (laughs) If you're new to the podcast, if you're listening after the hearing me talk about that, know this, everyone who's been following me for the last three years is fucking over it. <laughs> no one cares about my fucking dads anymore. <laughs> it's done. Move on. We have <laughs> that's that's something you should know if you're new to the podcast that I I'm gonna berate you. I'm gonna get I'm gonna attack you. I'm gonna straight up attack you. I'm gonna come to your fucking head. <laughs> if you're a new listener to this podcast, I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> Because that's what happens. <laughs> that's why the listenership is so limited. The quality of the podcast is, you know, it's paramount. It's it's better than any other podcast. But most people can't take the physical beatings <laughs> required. <laughs> oh, fucking, we have fun. It's been, I'll tell you what, man, it has been a shit week. Fucking crap. That actually... watching those numbers has been like one of the few things keeping me going because on uh thursday so i got back from sydney on wednesday nice you know had dinner with a mate had an early night on wednesday thursday did i had three i was i was booked for three gigs how's this man fucking even the main like headline of why my week's been shit is i got covid that's why I've been fucking, I've been at home, um, 
why is it that every time I take a night off, you know, like just before the big lockdown in Melbourne, like in 2021, the night before lockdown was announced, I took a night off comedy because I had like six gigs booked for the weekend. So I decided to stay in and like have a bath and just have like a nice night going like, oh, I've got heaps of gigs booked. And then I didn't gig for like four months. (laughs) And now this time, again, Wednesday night, could have done a gig. I was like, no, I'll have dinner with my mate. That'll be nice. And then Thursday, I had three gigs booked. The middle one, the fucking pub got sold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the pub got sold. God, it was Bobby Peels, which look, man, fair play to those owners. They've, uh, they, yeah, they, I think, were freaking out about their fuck their stake in that place and whatever. <clears throat> and God knows the comedy wasn't fucking pulling up trees for them in terms of like finances. Um, but they sold the pub, and the new owners didn't want comedy. Fair. Then uh, the first gig I had, I to be honest, I didn't think that hard about what I was going to do that night. And so the first gig I did an old bit, and then I tried a new idea, and it just I didn't, you know, I hadn't worked on it that day, so it kind of bombed. And then the third gig was a late night gig, and by the time I got to the third place, I was feeling a little like scratchy cough in my throat. And I played piano. It was actually so nice. This place called the the Palace of Extraordinary. What is it? Poem. It stands for poem. The Palace of ma- ma- no of yeah, magnificent experiences. That's what it is. The Palace of Magnificent Experiences. Um and the fella who fucking owns it, how's this? Dude's got one leg missing and he told us a story. No one showed up to the gig. It was like a late night gig and no one showed up, which is whatever. So I didn't perform. But I got to talk to this guy with one leg. Huh? Normally you only see those on TV. Nah, normally you don't see them at all. There's very limited very limited opportunities for the one-legged man actually in show business. And that's something we need to talk about. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck. I don't know who I'm making fun of there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that joke is supposed to mean. <laughs> Um, I got to talk to this bloody one-legged fella, which is always exciting. And he was nice. And so I was like, hey, man, what's the story with the one leg? And he was like, he was at the races in his 20s. And there was some girl who he liked. And uh, what was it? He was like fucking about to leave with her or some shit. And then uh, there was a bus full of people at the end of the day that's right and he had he 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 fucking got a trifecta (laughs) he got the trifecta and he had the winning betting slip in his pocket and then the bus went to go up the hill or like it went to go really fast and like ran over his leg and his leg got caught in between like the wheel and the thing you know and um and so it fucking crushed one of his legs and fucked the other one up And then he woke up in the bed 21 days later, but he just thought it was the next day. And he was like looking for the bedding slip. He was like, where's my fucking trifecta? Anyway, he told us this line. There was way more to it than that, but I'm not going to tell this guy's story, the whole thing. Even though I just have, I I just have told his story. But the one thing that killed me was like, because the guy must be like, I don't know, this is like 30 years ago, I think this story happened. 
and uh, I was like, man, what happened to the girl? And he was like, oh, I mean, she moved on. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> it was still felt like a part of it was still like, oh, yeah, she didn't hang out for uh, <laughs> for the 21 days in hospital. Fuck. Yeah, that was a crushing... Oh, no, a pun. That was a crushing end to the story. But the guy's got one leg and he fucking, you know, he owns this place. It was cool. I went there. It was so nice. I, there was a guy playing jazz piano there. I walked in and he just finished. And I was like, can I fucking have a go on your piano? He was like, yeah. So I did. And then he went and played some jazz and then I played a bit more. And fuck, it was cool. So I left that feeling good. And then, yeah, got up on Friday, sounding like shit. My housemate was like, you need to have a test. So I had a rat and it was negative, hung out all Friday, had another one and positive, strong positive. So I've been inside for, um, since then. And yeah, I mean, I haven't had COVID it's actually wild that I haven't had COVID, but I had to cancel all my gigs on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. Did I have a gig tonight? I can't remember. And my, uh, sorry to anyone who booked tickets to Thursday, Friday shows at the comedy festival, just the first week, the, this coming Thursday and Friday, those shows are canceled, 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 canceled. Um, Saturday is now the opening show. I'm like, uh, all right, I'm going to have a sip of tea first. Oh, that is the perfect temperature. Oh, I've got to go again. Fuck yeah, man. All right, how's my COVID journey been? So Friday night was kind of shit. I, uh, I had a fever. Um, found it very difficult to sleep. And... Yeah, I didn't really get much sleep. I was just trying to listen to podcasts, but I was just like tossing and turning all night. Saturday day, yeah, still feeling kind of shit. I, I think my attitude, I'm so like completely in denial about being sick. Like every day I wake up and I'm like, I reckon, I reckon I'm past the worst of it. Like even if I just started to get a scratchy throat, I'm like, I reckon I'm past the worst of it. Now I've turned a corner. Then it's just like, <laughs> have you though? Like, no, you, you've not even fucking finished going down the straight yet. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm always trying to be, it's not even like a mentality, like whatever like that. It's just a thing of like, I, I just am unwilling to accept that things are going to get worse from where I'm at. I just don't want it. I'm like, surely, I just want so desperately to be able to do everything that I want to do and to not have anything impinging on my freedom to do exactly what I want, you know? So when I woke up on Saturday morning, I was like, well, that's the worst of it done. And then Saturday was kind of shit. And then Sunday, like Saturday night, wasn't, you know what I discovered? Here's a fucking thing that I've actually not been able to stop thinking about because my nose has been blocked the whole time. Today is probably Tuesday. It's, it's still blocked, but it's not like catastrophically blocked. Like, especially yesterday, I spent the whole day just like with tears streaming down my face because my nose was fucking blocked. It's actually so annoying. I hate it. 
that's been and it's kind of been a slog COVID is just a long fucking slog man like it feels like as acute as any kind of cold I've ever had but it just is going for way longer I'm so fucking over it I'm sick of it and you know what I reckon as well this is selfish because normally when I get like before this pandemic whenever I would get a cold I would still just keep going and doing gigs and shit. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a night off gigging because I had a cold. <laughs> How cooked is that? Even when I was like, I remember in London, I had a cough for like two weeks, I reckon. Like a cough. And I just kept going out doing gigs. I'd be at work. Like, that's right. There was a, I would, maybe it was like a month. I was at work just like coughing like crazy behind the coffee machine. Still, and I was just like, nah, man, that's, I'm still here. I didn't miss work and I didn't miss gigs. But I reckon what that does, it makes the cough worse. But if you're moving, so what I found out about the block nose shit is it's not actually more mucus in your nose. It's blood vessels expanding um in your sinuses because that's i don't know like that's where the virus is attacking or whatever there's more blood going there so the blood vessels swell up and that constricts the fucking thing and so and i mean i think i'm gonna admit yeah i'm uh, basically the when you're when you're walking around and your blood is flowing to other parts of your body you're less likely to have a blocked nose because it's not you know and so I found out that if you sleep with your head up, your head's up. So like the blood, like if you've got one, like when I was sleeping with one pillow, my nose would be blocked. But if you sleep with your head up, the blood goes down to the rest of your body. I don't know. That's never made sense to me before. And the thing that I'm embarrassed to admit is when <laughs> jerking off makes your nose go unblocked. <laughs> How funny is that? Because all your blood's in your dick. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want. I, I don't want this podcast for any new listeners. Look, man, like this podcast, it's not. It's not one of those like you know jerking off podcasts. Okay, so just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to all new listeners, um, but it's like i mean how am i not going to talk about that that's a medical marvel as if i needed another reason <laughs> to jerk off when i'm on a week's worth of isolation at home fuck that's so funny isn't it um oh i mean am i gonna bring this up um how about the oscars have you seen it God, do I do current events on this podcast? What the... F I don't know. I feel kind of weird bringing it up, but it's been so funny, hasn't it? You guys following all the memes and shit? Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I love comics freaking out about it as if this is some attack on comedy. <laughs> People going, guys, physical violence against a comedian just trying to make a joke is not okay. <laughs> It's so funny seeing a comedian like see that 
and be like, this is about me. Like as if, you know, as if Will Smith punching Chris Rock in the face and making a joke is an attack on your comedy career. Like, Chris Rock, what's next? Dirty secrets on a Thursday night? <laughs> Someone going to think it's okay to punch me at my gig below a cocktail bar? <laughs> or fucking was you know like the open mic gig that i'm fucking performing at doing like three minutes of jokes I and mean, it's like no one cares so yeah that's very funny but then it's also funny just i can't wait to read all the think pieces about like is this feminism going backwards you know will smith thinking that he needs to defend him fucking whatever it's just funny isn't this just hilarious a guy got up on stage at the Oscars and punched another dude in the face. It's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, I think I'm in a good mood today. Hey, I think that's what's going on. A lot of stuff is just funny to me. It's wild, man. I really like doing the podcast today. I was kind of thinking about it at the start of the weekend going, oh, man, I can't wait to do the podcast on Tuesday because I'll kind of be out of the worst of it. And then Saturday and then Sunday, it was kind of bad. And then yesterday was really bad. And yesterday I was like, fuck, man, this is so bad that I'm feeling like I might not be better by Saturday to do my show or like Friday when I finish isolation, you know? I was just like, how far? Yesterday, I think, was the worst day. I was just feeling so angry, man. And my nose was so blocked. I was like walking around outside going, I'm fucking sick of it. My housemate, you know, who's, who is still, one of my housemates got it, guilty. One of them left, which I, I mean, that's nice that they got to leave. And then one of them hasn't got it, still testing negative. And he's just been, you know, talking to me and we like stand outside socially distanced apart and and talk and yesterday he was like how you feeling man i was like dude i'm so fucking over this i just am bored and exhausted with having a fucking block nose forever and i'd started to think like fuck is the podcast even going to be good like if i've got a block nose on tuesday as well i mean how long does it last but i think this morning i've woken up feeling like for the first day feeling like better, markedly better than I did yesterday. The nose is still blocked, but I'm fucking, I'm on the mend, man. It's going to be okay. I don't really know what else to talk about, to be honest. I mean, I've been inside my house for fucking, for, I actually don't know, even during lockdown, I never spent this much consecutive time in my house. I never had like a full lockdown. I was always like going for walks and shit. I mean, towards the end of the lockdown, I was going for, <laughs> I was out all day, mate. <laughs> Those two hours of exercise turned into fucking six hours very quickly. Um, but just being sick, like, it's not fun when you're sick. <clears throat> I think maybe this, maybe this pandemic has changed my, like, I never did. I remember. I have this memory of yeah, being at the cafe in London when I used to work there and like coughing like crazy behind the counter. And I wonder if other people saw that and were bummed out by it, like saw me coughing behind the counter and thought, "Oh, that's not healthy," because no one ever told me to go home. Or no, like I mean, people were like, "Are you okay?" But like, 
it wasn't a problem. Like if you were at work now at a cafe coughing, absolutely. People would be like, you can't be here. You need to go home. No one ever told me to go home. People were just like, oh man, maybe sit down for a minute. Are you okay? Cool. All right. We got coffees up, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that'd fly now. What have I been, um, I've been playing Civilization, Civilization 6 again. That's been something that I've been like doing to get me through. You know what? I'm really now self, like here's where we find out what the podcast is really about. I'm really self-conscious <laughs> with these 130 downloads last week that there's going to be a bunch of new people listening and I don't have anything to talk about. And I really, I've, I feel very tempted to just fucking implode right now. Like the pressure is too much. I'm like new listeners, new people trying to find out who I am. And like, I mean, I didn't plan anything and I've had nothing happen to me in the last week. Oh, here's something that I fucking, um, I was thinking about the guilt of bringing COVID into my house and something I've been talking about in therapy is, um, how I have these feelings, whatever feelings that I have that are negative and I project them onto the people around me. So, and, and, and then like I have those people rather than feel the feeling myself, I have the people around me. I like kind of put the feeling on them and then imagine that they're making me feel like that, you know? So like with guilt, I feel guilty that I brought COVID into the house and I'm responsible for one of my housemates getting COVID. And in my mind, I go, my housemate must be upset with me for giving them COVID. And so I imagine that they are, and that becomes my reality, you know, but there's no evidence to say that they are upset with me. Um, or I imagine that they don't think that I've done enough or, you know, to like stop, like, you know, disinfecting surfaces or whatever. And, um, and then, and then like, a part of me wants to go to them and like talk to them about it. Be like, are we all good? You know, are you angry at me? And then that's just like putting some like emotional work on them. But I realized I was walking around thinking about that and having those thoughts in my head. And I was like, nothing is coming from them to say that they're upset with me at all. It's just my own guilt. So why don't I just feel that guilt? How interesting is that? Like I, I feel the thing, but I can't just accept that I feel it. I've been thinking about, Oh. all of this like like maybe that happens in a positive way as well so like I can't tell myself that I'm good or, or like reinforce myself positively so I I need to imagine that there are other people saying that stuff about me so like um Like my last relationship, right? I was in the relationship and I think I've always used kind of romantic relationships and, and stuff like that to make myself, like to validate, to, you know, to feel validated. Like I'll meet someone and they like me and, and we hook up and whatever that and, you know, and then I feel validated. I'm like, oh, they like me because they're doing this with me. And the same with stand up. Like I go out every single night, even when I'm sick and coughing and do stand up and have rooms full of people, you know, with their laughter, tell me you're good, you're worthwhile, you know, you're funny, we like you. But once you get comfortable in that, um, 
like once you get used to one person's validation, it's the law of diminishing returns. Like it's not worth the same amount. That's why stand up always feels good and different because they're always different people. But in a relationship, like one person's validation, you kind of start to take it for granted. And um, I think that's why I've always had like a fucking wandering eye, you know, in relationships. I'm always like, okay, I've got that person's validation, but I still feel bad and I know that they like me and it means less. So why don't I go look for the next person, you know? And I mean, I I didn't do that in my last relationship, but I felt the desire to. And maybe what that is, is like, and maybe the reason I do stand up and I'm so kind of obsessed with that and, you know, feel the need to like talk to my housemate and be like, do I, um, do you hate me? And all this kind of stuff is because I've never developed the ability to say to myself, hey man, you're good. To just say that to myself, to just validate myself and be like, Aiden, you rock. You're really cool and you're really funny and you're hot. You're so hot. <laughs> that feels silly, doesn't it? <laughs> what are the kind of compliments that you can give yourself? What are the things? Hey, guys, write in and tell me what you say to yourself. What positive affirmations <laughs> do you say to yourself that make you feel good every day? That's a nice thing, isn't it? Like, like I'm trying to teach myself to do that now. So, like, when I feel like I want to go reach out like get on dating apps you know like i'm on hinge and i want i want to download tinder as well and i'm like why do i want to do that just to have another stream of of people you know validating me or whatever maybe i don't do that maybe i don't need to do it because that, here's the thing is i was talking about this in therapy like sometimes of an evening i'll have no plans and i start to feel like, you know, I don't have a gig, I don't have plans with a friend or whatever, and I start to feel like, oh no, I'm a loser, you know, I suck, no one likes me, whatever. And so I'll reach out, because of that anxiety, I'll reach out to random people and go, hey, what are you doing tonight, can I tag along, are you doing anything, do you want to do something? Um, and sometimes the person who I really want to do something with, and it's often, it's just, often it's not because I don't have any plans. It's just because the one person or like, you know, like the, there's like a couple of people that I really want to hang out with, but they're busy and that makes me feel sad. And like, I, yeah, it's not, <coughs> here we go. It's often, I just realized this. It's not because I don't have plans. It's because there are certain people at that on that day or whatever that I kind of really want to hang out with, but they're busy. And that's got nothing to do with me. That's just them being busy. But that's made me feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. And so I'll reach out to any other people that are around. And then someone will message me back and go, hey, yeah, I'm doing this. Do you want to come? Let's do it. And as soon as they message back, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that with you. You know, like I just... I I reached out because I was feeling bad and I wanted to paper over the cracks. But rather than do it myself, I've gone, I'll do it like the easy fix, you know, get it from someone else. And then as soon as I'm like now obliged to do something with another person, I feel trapped. I'm like, I don't want to do this with another person. I want to fucking, I want to do it with the person that I really wanted to do it with or no one. Um, I get myself in this trap. Does that make sense? I feel like I've not explained that very well. 
I feel an anxiety because I I want to do something with there's specific people that I want to hang out with and they're not available and so rather than hang out by myself I'll reach out to someone else and then they'll respond and then I feel like I'm trapped in this thing that I don't want to be in that's fucking so much of my life is that feeling And so what I'm trying to do is in those moments when I feel a little bit like, oh, I don't want to, uh, when I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, no one likes me, rather than react to that feeling straight away because it's so uncomfortable, I'm trying to sit with it and go, okay, why do I feel this? Well, I feel this because this thing has happened, this person isn't free for me to hang out with or because, I, because my housemate has COVID and I feel guilty because that's like somehow my fault, you know. Um, and rather than do the reflexive thing and just reach out and try and paper over the cracks, I'm trying to sit with the feeling and then go, what do I actually want right now? Like in the case of not having anything to do of an evening, do I actually want to message some person that I haven't seen in two years and see what they're doing and then get roped into something with them that I don't really want to go to? Or do I want to just stay home by myself and have a night in. I think nine times out of 10, I want to do that rather than hang out with someone that I, you know, like kind of want to hang out with, but not really. And I'm just hanging out with them because it's better than doing nothing. No, I, I want to do nothing. And in the case of my housemate, do I want to reach out to them and bother them with my feelings and be like, hey, I'm just checking if you hate me or not. And they've got COVID. And they're like feeling shit and now they've got to make me feel better. No, I don't want to do that. I want to fucking try and support them through their COVID. And if they, if they are feeling annoyed at me for giving them COVID, that's a better way to, you know, deal with that anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I think I've reached some sort of conclusion. I think I want to do a short one this week, hey? Because uh, clearly I don't have a lot to talk about. Um but uh, if you haven't listened to that Days Like These episode, um, go and check it out, man. It's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Elizabeth Coolis is just the best interviewer and a great person. Um, I had a really lovely time chatting to her. The episode came out great. Um, what else? Come to my... Uh, if, you're, if you had tickets to those Thursday, Friday shows, I mean, hopefully you're free on another night of the run so you can come. Um I mean, everyone's getting fucking COVID at the moment, man. At the start of the weekend, I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm going to be missing all this stuff. And now the more I'm on social media, I'm seeing so many people are getting it. And I mean, if I had to get it at some point in the run, this is the best possible outcome. I've canceled two shows out of 22. They're the opening nights. So the run's not interrupted. We're not losing that much money. There were only previews anyway. And... Come Saturday, I get to start the run. I'm fucking so excited. I've been working on the show a little bit as much as I can without actually being on stage, but I've been, I've typed out half of it. I'm going to type out the other half today um, just to make sure that it's all kind of makes sense and kind of hangs together. And if you're in Melbourne and you don't have tickets yet, get you some fucking tickets, man. There's some $20 ones from um, Mitsubishi that are up for Saturday the 9th, I think, or whatever day it is next weekend, Saturday. Um, Get on those. I've got a link. I think I've got a link on my Facebook, on my Instagram, whatever, man. Just go get some tickets. Comedy Festival's coming. And if you don't have COVID, you might get it soon. So go see some shows before you're in lockdown. Thank you guys for listening so much. 
Uh, or what's this episode going to be called? I'm going to be. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it COVID. And I don't know. Oh, I'm going to take a picture of my positive rat test that is still in the kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.